0: Welcome to... Merrickville.
1: Welcome to Tuesday, you bloody great little Australians, and welcome back to the studios. Comedian Cam Knight, good to have you back, Cam. It's good to bloody be here. It's good to bloody be here, isn't it? It's a bloody good, bloody Tuesday, buddy. Good times. (laughs) Let's try and fit in some swearing today. We'll see how we go. can't bloody guarantee bloody anything, but we'll see how we go. We are going to talk about somebody who stopped off at Bunnings as part of their wedding ceremony. What a legend. Yeah, we're going to get that bloody legend on a bloody fine. That's what I bloody reckon. How funny would it be if his father was Kevin Bloody Wilson? Uh, yeah. Oh, just do my mind. Your bloody, your Kids bloody dad, explode. Kevin Bloody Wilson, bloody, bloody, bloody. We'll be doing that. But up next, we're going to do the Bloody Hurt Bloody Locker. ha, <laughs> ha. Great to have your company, Sydney. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to have a great show today. Lots on. We are going to cover off everything from news to toilet etiquette. But right now, we're going to do uh, hurt Locker because Cam. I noticed um, on the weekend that you went and did that uh, thing. It's in Penrith, isn't it? Where you yeah. do the you do the what is it called? It's
2: called I fly, and it's um, this is
1: where you you, you take your, you take your pants down. Yeah, or you <laughs> do the part of your... And then you're arrested in public.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. basically it. I did. I uh, exposed myself. Um, you go out to Penrith, it's right next to Penrith Panthers there, and it's an indoor skydiving. Next to the Aqua Golf. Basically, yeah, right next to the Aqu- Aqua Golf there. And um, my sister bought it for me for my birthday last year yeah. and I was getting to the end of it expiring and I thought, oh, I better go and do this.
1: What, you bought and... it like Red Balloon or something oh, Yeah, it was like... Red Balloon. It was yeah, exactly yeah. that. Yeah, good.
2: And um, I went out there. I drove an hour and 15 to get out there. Oh, God, to... you
1: just sound so Eastern Subway <laughs> to this other. I drove an hour and 15. <laughs> no, but this is it. Yeah, this is called people's commute, mate.
2: <laughs> I love skydiving and this is a really great idea. You basically get in a mm. tube. It's a wind tunnel and you hover there. They, t- they can turn it up and make you go up a little bit higher and whatnot. Yeah. But because it was a, a sort of beginner's thing, yeah. um, you just sort of hover about 10 feet off of the air yeah. for the first one and just sort of get your bearings. And then the second one, you're hovering around. They spin you around a little bit. And then the guy who's inside with you grabs onto you, spins. They turn the fan up full bore. And they spin you right up, all the way up to the ceiling, and then back again. and your guts is in your th- in your mouth, and it's in- it's insane. I loved
1: it. What's at the top there? Is it like razor blades or spikes, <laughs> yeah, something like that's that? It, just just like, some perilous yeah, stuff. Just you gotta... like, well, just so you have that sense of people's fear. skulls um, <laughs> <laughs> just,
2: um, and splat splat marks. Uh, but, so
1: it's so it's essentially, you, mate. You, I know that you went on your very first date with your missus. Yeah, I did. You, you went skydiving. Went with Went skydiving her, with is, her. Yeah, that's perilous. Yeah. How does that? How does it compare? But I've done skydiving. Before, how does yeah. this? Uh, what's it called again? I fly. It's i fly indoor yeah. skydiving. Yeah. Okay. How have they not been sued by Apple? So, um... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Uh-oh. laughs> uh, how does it compare? Um, well, there's
2: less death. Yeah, yeah. Involved. It's yeah. not. It's not like you don't get in there going, oh, the ground's rushing towards me. I'm going to die." You basically just are hovering. Off the ground, yeah, and you just sort of you can sort of feel it quite well what you're doing, so yep. you don't see the ground coming up towards but is it, you.
1: But does it still have that kind of sense of exhilaration? Oh like well, blind? when they
2: turn the fan up and you're going up and your yeah. guts is in your throat, absolutely. Like it so feels many really people cool.
1: right now, I just imagine there's a few blokes in their mind just going, "How could I recreate this at home?" <laughs> for
2: half the price, <laughs> done. I'm going to go to Do Bingley <laughs> and get a couple of Dyson fans, chuck it in the shed for sure. That's going to work. Why
1: Do you use Dyson? They don't even have blades that could take they
2: a. Limb don't. Off. That's right. It's safe which, for kids. Which brings <laughs> us to. Add,
1: Brings us to our topic today for this. Give something for the pain.
2: Ouch. Life is pain.
0: Very ouch. Pinky on my right hand is caught. Just that. And broke it in three
3: place. Hit the gear stick with me front teeth. Teeth was still on the gear stick. Everybody oh. hurts. Welcome. To Merrickville's hurt locker.
1: Okay. When has it gone wrong for you, Sydney? Extreme sports and adventure activities. Because yes, I would please. call, what you did, IFI is kind of like an adventure activity. Yeah. You know, there's a little bit of peril to it, but really, I mean, that's safe as but You can learn to do some of the crazy stuff. But yeah. I, I like in my
2: head when I was driving out that I'm like, I'm gonna be doing flips, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sponsored by Red Bull when I walk out. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> but then when I got there, it was pretty safe. Like I've got to go back there now yeah. and pay m- more money to sort of learn how to do that sort of thing. Yeah, but yeah, you're not, right. you know, you're not gonna. But it can be it can be, anything. it can be
1: anything. It could be anything from whitewater rafting yep. which is I've done which is actually far more fun and far more dangerous than I thought it would be. Yep. Uh that's a lot of fun but it could be something like you know even uh if you've done trail bike riding for the first time and you knackered yourself mm. any of those kind of like I said adventure activities or extreme sports. You can canyon here. <clears throat> you can canyon yeah. in the Blue Mountains. Do yeah, you know that? canyoning yeah. what's that is you that, just, is that yeah. like climbing but it sounds like it's not climbing You just sort of climbing? walk
2: through a, a, like a tra- like a trail in a creek and mm. then you get to like a waterfall and you just jump off into it and you right okay you know that's it's pretty bi- stupid that sense that's extreme, that awesome. okay. extreme, extreme, see- <laughs> yes, extreme walking extreme
1: walking because i'm not gonna lie when you first see canyoning mm. i just went is that
3: is that something that the gay
1: community yeah. term for a particular yeah. type
3: of activity? And, and that's why we're really glad Lawrence Mooney isn't on the show. Oh, he would have gone there <laughs> way
1: quicker than I would have gone there. <laughs> he would, he'd be able to draw me a picture. 13353, <laughs> uh, give us a call for Hurt Locker. Uh, as I said, extreme sports and adventure activities. When I was a young bloke camp, this mm. is the first time I ever tried to do something extreme. And of course, I failed at it. I went parasailing, you know, where you get a parachute on the back of a speedboat. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I went, you know what? I could do this in Australia where it could be supervised and completely under control. Or Mm. I could do it in a third world country. Let's wait until I'm in the middle of the Philippines with my family. And I was only about nine years of age and about 140 kilos. And that's a whole nother shot. Just <laughs> such a fatty. So I went through this really fat period. It was in the Philippines, anyway. I was over there just
3: scouting potential brides, and um, they, from they, the, from above, yeah. did,
2: flying yeah. above,
3: trying to spot them through the trees. Yes, the there's th- one. The locals thought Merrick was a deity. They yeah. to
1: marry got,
2: this oh. god. <laughs>
1: make a wood carving out of that you know? guy. <laughs> anyway, so uh, a fat nine-year-old uh, surveying the landscape from above I'm on the back of a speed bike. Now, mm. of course, they're giving me instructions, but they're shouting them out to me in Tagalog, the, the language of the Philippines. Turns out, as a nine-year-old overweight, I don't speak Tagalog, mm. and still don't. And so when the guy said pull on the cord, I just went, all right, I just pulled on one cord, but what he meant was pull on both of the handles at the same time. Right. So I pulled on one, and I just went, Straight down and (laughs) smashed not into the water because the water is a soft landing, that's good. Mm, Like mm. on a speedboat, that's Mm. good. No, pull myself into a coral reef. Yes, and then the guy at the boat said, We've got to get him up in the air because otherwise, he'll hit the coral reef. So he slammed on the accelerator, so he just dragged me across
4: the coral. I
1: love that sort of stuff. stuff.
2: (laughs) There's a stop the (laughs) boat.
1: And he's going, I don't speak English. I don't speak tongue-off. And you can tell by my physical reaction that I'm in pain. That's
2: right.
1: And he went, no, go faster. And just dragged my family just watched me being dragged along the water going, Oh, keel haul for the fat kid. Just but
2: the but the coral so was many... grazing off lots of kilos. Yeah, <laughs> you lost heart, like lost... most of your
3: guts. Yeah it's, yeah, it's
1: the new paleo. It was
3: actual, it was actual shredding. Yeah. It was real shredding. That's it.
1: One triple three five three. Give us a call for Hurt Locker today adventure activities and extreme sports. How have you knackered yourself? <coughs> Merrickville, Triple M. Have you done something? <coughs> <coughs> Somebody clearing their throat. I think uh, there?
2: Dave Grohl's uh, has got to quit smoking.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> That's a weird take on that They're song. They're doing a secret show yeah. in, uh,
3: in Sydney tonight. He is tonight, isn't mm. he? Where is it? The factory Oxid on his 20, 20 bucks a ticket? Yeah, look, uh, for everyone who's probably listening to this, you're probably too late to get tickets oh, yeah. because yeah. they went on sale at 1 o'clock and chances are... You yeah. can't get them. Mm. Yeah, they're gone. They are gone. Anyway, mm. good to good to let you know about
1: things you can't get involved in. <laughs> I hear there's an orgy going on this weekend. I'll get you some details for that as well, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah,
2: that's at my show at the Comedy Store, 7 p.m. on Friday. Oh, yeah. Come for an orgy.
1: Get a little, get a little show. How just
2: much, just a sneak another tickets? plug
3: there. 27 bucks. Come on in. $7 more expensive than the Foo Fighters oh, yeah. gig, just
1: so. <laughs> so you think you're seven, $7 better than Foo Fighters? I can think
3: not. I am. I
2: am now, yeah. yeah. seven dollars better. Than I've, than I've got to lower my it's prices. A, it's a big corp. Oh. Comedy store.
1: Go to, uh, <laughs> taking calls. One triple three five three. About for hurt locker today. We're focusing on uh, adventure activities and extreme sports. Whenever you hurt yourself doing this, Since we've got. Let's get straight into the calls. We've got Jason Mangrove Mountain. Hello, Jace got oh, oh, Hang there on. There we go. Hello, Jace. How you doing, Merrick, Really good, mate. Long time. Oh, well, great to have you on the show, Jason. Bloody legend, bloody. Merrick, it's an honour. <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. Listen, have you, how have you hurt yourself doing some sort of extreme adventure activity?
0: Well, I'm going to compress it down and then I'll take your questions. Um, <laughs> I was like 2008, I'm riding my dirt bike in the bush with a mates. flat out down a hill, I've hit something, gone headfirst into a bank at about 100 k's an hour, which isn't fun. Uh, when I hit the bank, my bike kind of rode into me and flew over the top of me and spat me out into some trees. I'm lying on the ground telling my mates that I burst my kidneys, oh. which wasn't the case. But anyway, I had a lot of pain. We'd get driven out in a Subaru, a couple of k's out of the bush, get to my mate's house. I'm spewing up blood in the back of his car. we got oh. to my house. Mm-hmm. I'm biting there. Well, I was arguing with the ambulance officers about cutting my jersey up because I wouldn't buy a new one. Next minute, <laughs> a helicopter lands, rushes me off to Royal North Shore Hospital, um, where there's about 20 doctors running me in and around. And anyway, it's like 8 o'clock Monday morning. Um, I'm in there and they're like, So, um, you, uh, do you know what's going on, Jason? I said, No, I don't have a clue. Like, I'm in a lot of pain. They said, Well, yesterday you broke your back and um, yeah, you're going to be in here for a while. And I said, Oh, I can't. I've got to go back to Earth. It's hail season. I'm busy. I'm a spray painter. Like, no, you don't understand. They said, You could have died yesterday from internal bleeding. Oh. It was pretty bad. I spewed up a fair bit. And um, you've shattered your spine, or oh, like one of the vertebrae in my back.
1: And we don't know how your legs work, you're a millimeter from cutting your spinal cord. Wow. Soft cock. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, oh. Jesus, I, I really thought he was just going to say, oh, I, I hurt myself, I knackered myself, yeah. or something like that. And he's just going, Oh, yeah. you know, i got a full blown spinal injury, I'm spewing up my own spine. <laughs> <laughs> it,
2: it wasn't fun. Have you ever used that as a pickup line? Did I ever tell you about the time I nearly died? Did you hear the story,
3: Cam? Way too long to tell. They would lose oh, interest yeah, so that's quickly. That's a good story, It's a good Jace. story. It's
0: actually on YouTube. I'll send you the video sequence. So yeah. We just by chance had a helmet cam on that day and I caught everything.
1: Oh, oh that yeah. is... I'm looking at that. that. Yeah, definitely. Jason here's the hot tip, mate. I'm looking at that more than once. That's, that is going to be on it's high going rotation. into
3: Merrick's favourites.
1: Where's Jase been? I know he's the first-time cool, a long-time listener, mate. Get involved more often. That's great. Legend. Scotty on the Central Coast. Hello, mate. How you doing, mate? Very good indeed. All right. Adventure activities that you've hurt yourself a hurt locker.
0: Yeah, first things first. Where's this bloody orgy?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sydney
1: I've Comedy
0: it?
2: Store. First
1: This <laughs> Friday,
0: 7pm. <laughs> uh,
2: I've,
0: I've, I've had quite a few accidents myself, but the, the funniest one I can think of, I was, I was helping a mate doing um, kite surfing for the first time. Mm. So he's just... Um, I'm helping him with the kite and the harness and all the rest of it. And um, what happened... So we got it up in the air, and he's, he's sort of testing it out. And a bit of a gust come through, and he just took off up the beach. Just dragged him, skull dragged him up the beach.
4: <laughs> and
0: he, he was yelling help, but I was laughing too much, and uh um just sitting there watching him. And then he got dragged across all this dry seaweed and sticks and logs and everything. And I've got oh, she's not bad. Is, you know, I'm sort of looking at him, going, "Oh!" And he he finally sort of come to a bit of a bit of a halt, and I ran up to him and said, Are "You all right?" And it just carved him up. All the dry seaweed, Aww. little paper cuts everywhere. Aww. He had a little stick hanging out of his leg. <laughs>
2: That's oh, like a that's like a Balinese spa treatment gone, gone wrong, wrong, isn't oh, it? Because of the seaweed and the exfoliant of the sand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, Scott, it's not
1: lost to me too. The term skull dragging oh, there, skull Do you know what that dragging.
2: Is?
3: Oh, it's,
1: it's a fishing term. Skull dragging is when when you get a fish on the end of your hook, yeah. and you get it in, and it's not maybe it's not actually in the mouth properly, right. And you've got it maybe on the gill or, or you know somewhere on its head or in its eye or something True like that, side. and you just you, and you just skull drag oh, the fishing. It's it basically it's. It just means a very, very It's torture. I was going to say, that means that has yeah. got
3: to be, skull dragging has got to be in the Hurt Locker Hall of Fame as far as terminology, though. Skull dragging yeah. and de glove They're, the, yeah, they're yeah. the Hall of Fame yeah. Hurt Locker terms.
1: One day we're just going to go, okay, give us a call. When have you skull dragged
3: yourself <laughs> through your sack?
1: That will happen one day.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Christ. When have you skull dragged yourself to the point of de-gloving? <laughs> <laughs> It might be now. Stuart from Granola. Uh,
1: Stuart. Hello, Stuart. How are we going? Very good indeed, mate. All right. Adventure activities or extreme sports, how have you hurt yourself?
0: It uh, wasn't me. It was one of the guys I used to train with for pole vault. Oh, you know, oh here
2: we go.
0: Here we go. Yeah, I think you know where this is going. Yep. We, um At National, so, yeah, good crowd there. And, yeah, came, built them down the runway, took off. Halfway up in the air, top hand came off and yeah, got him middle stump with the pages as
1: well.
2: Oh, Jake the pegged himself.
1: Oh yeah, but with about two and a half thousand pounds worth of pressure coming back on there. And oh. with a good crowd
2: there just to cheer him on.
1: Oh, the the <laughs> best thing the best thing was there was a the AOS was videoing and it. it
0: was a silent video. You could go back down there and watch it any time. We like got the start of Wide World of Sports.
3: Oh. <laughs> right the Tatiana Gregory just... Oh. There's just no
1: winning there, too. And no. I'm sure, Stuart, I don't know much about the sport of pole vaulting, but I presume that you've got to wear some pretty short shorts there. So you've really let yourself oh, no, open to danger, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, this,
0: this guy was like a human coat hanger. He's like <laughs> a hang-off. He was human harsh.
1: coat hanger. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was skull-dragged away. Here comes the money. Sorry, I go. think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because
3: someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor
5: from Melbourne's mean streets you could say this was the murder we missed a story you'll have to hear to believe he said he was a 200 year old vampire why was Shane Shantra's abbot gunned down before giving evidence two men shot him down it's a mystery within a mystery within a mystery listen now to this untold true crime story from Adam Shand the trials of the vampire at podcast1.com.au or download the app (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Coughing just gets worse. called Billy, Very well Crook Billy well. Corgan. Yeah. Crook as a dog, that yeah. bloke. Yeah. Everyone's got the lurgy at the moment, including Billy. He's also got hair lurgy as well, because it's all fallen out. Sad story. Um,
3: <laughs> that just felt like a cheap shot. <laughs>
1: it was. Great bloke, though, Billy Corgan. Interviewed him. it was a good bloke. Good musician. Anyway, enough about how good <laughs> Billy Corgan is. Cam Knight is a good bloke. see here in the studio. <laughs> Great Davey here. Haven't Cam? coughed once. No, not yet. You will <laughs> wait because we're throwing the germs around here. Uh, this is a great story. I love this great Sydney story. Um, a couple, Jordan and Chantel Wilson, just had about the Aussiest bloody bloody Aussie wedding of all bloody time. Yep. They celebrated their marriage by heading straight to Bunnings Bellrose oh. for a sausage with the bridal party, snag in bread. Uh, you can actually go to our Merrickville Insta page and you can check it out. And they just stopped off there, got married, and like so many couples, just went well. Where does all the joy come from in the mm. world?
2: Bunnings. Bunnings. And so the snag and the bread, that's not a euphemism. They actually no, got no. something to eat. Uh, mm. I think
1: they had two. I think you had one uh, <laughs> early
2: and then the other one. Like, that's so good.
3: That's so time. good. We can ask the man himself. You know what? No, I'm also... not going to ask
1: him about whether or not he's had <laughs> relations with his wife. <laughs> Put your head in, Liam. That's unacceptable. we got Jordan on the line now. Though. Hello, Jordan. Hey, how's it going? Very good, mate. Did you consummate your marriage? <laughs> 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 okay, question two. Jordan yes,
2: yes he did. Jordan,
1: welcome to the show, mate. Thank you. Okay, first of all, what made you stop by Bunnings on your wedding day? Why did you go there and celebrate with your bridal party at Bunnings in Bellrose?
5: Well, the snags are just top notch and you know what man gotta eat.
1: So it was it pre arranged, Jordan?
5: Oh, I'd been saying I wanted to do it for months, but I don't think anyone has taken me seriously.
2: And this this wasn't replacing like the reception meal or anything. You weren't just gonna go and have a sausage and then just kick on on the cans after that.
5: Nah, 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 nah. It was, it was after all that it was. No, we already had it had a feed. So, but you can't. You just, You've always got space for a Bunnings snag.
1: A hundred percent. That's true. A hundred percent. My missus would never, ever go to Bunnings to like walk around and help me out in Bunnings. But she always, if I go to Bunnings, always asks me about getting a snag and bread. So mm. it's not like they haven't nailed that part of the market. But, mate, why Bunnings? Why specifically? Was it for the, for the bread or do you, did you guys meet there or something? What's the significance?
5: No, well... You know what? Like we could have gone to Macca's, but that's boring. And, um, <laughs> okay. We just went for the we just went for the drive up there, and yeah, it was good. We and didn't did walk you... inside Bunnings. We just went straight from the car park straight to the stand and had a feed, and then all went from there. Do
2: you get onions? And and what sort of sauce? Did you go barbecue sauce, tomato sauce? What, what's your? I'm, you... a,
5: I'm I'm a barbecue sauce man myself, and yeah. you you can't not get onions. Yeah. Like. I don't have time for people that don't like onion on their snack. Yeah. No,
1: you get it all, mate. I mean, it's there. It's, they've cooked the onions for you. You, you get take in it. there. I get the two types of sauces because I oh, work in show business and we've got problems. <laughs> so we never know when to stop, uh, mate. afterwards, you also did a shooey on the day as well. Oh yeah, that's disgusting. I bet that tastes <laughs> slightly worse than the uh, than the snag and bread.
5: Oh, I did a shooey on live TV today. That was the highlight of my world. Really brilliant.
1: Yeah. So you're on you're on what you're on Sunrise this morning. Yeah, and the Today Show. And the Today Show, Jill. Look yeah. at you. Look at you getting around the trash. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, you're going to get a deal soon. You know, what might happen, mate? You might get divorced and you'll be the next Bachelor.
5: Oh, we never know. We never know.
1: No, you do know. Don't ever say that. You—that's <laughs> a possibility, <laughs> mate. You have just got
3: married.
5: I'm—I'm I'm a little bit offended that Bunnings hasn't offered me a job yet, but um, we'll see what happens.
3: Hey, oh. J- Jordan, what are you, uh, mate? Can I ask what are you, what are you doing for the honeymoon?
5: Oh probably Kmart at this point.
1: It's good. good. I mean, it's a bit of a sensitive point, uh, Liam. They'd actually planned to go to Masters and then Masters shut down. So (laughs) it's tough. Tough. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little bit disappointing. But, you know, anyway. Look, Jordan, you've done very, very well, mate. And uh, as Bunnings say, the lowest prices is just the beginning. We'll wait and see where you go from here. That's it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Thanks for the support on that one. That was, that was the out I was hoping for. Um, he did a I, shoey. I mean, he did
2: two shoeys this yeah. morning. He's a little bit tired now. Mate, I hope you get the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> <That's
1: it. laughs> oh no! <laughs> Sorry, thought we got Sorry. it. Sorry, thought he was run- all right. Best running joke in radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Merrickville here on Triple M, joined this afternoon by comedian Cam Knight. You can go and see Cam performing this Friday night. He's doing his show at the Sydney Comedy Store, uh, which is, I would say, one of the best venues in the entire country. One of the best Easily. venues. I, I did uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. I was MC there. Mm-hmm. And then I'm again there next week. I'm headlining there next week if you want to come along. Yep. And see me and nobody else. Ignore the other comedians <laughs> and enjoy my work. Great. Uh, but Cam, you're doing a whole show on yeah. Friday? Yep.
3: Whole hour at 7 p.m. Dynamite, get along,
1: get tickets through them.
3: And another big thing that's hitting Sydney at the moment, Mm. magpies. It is magpie season. I love magpie season. I love a really good segue. That was a brilliant (laughs) segue. That was seamless. That
1: was a a brilliant segue. (laughs) When Liam, but I I had a suspicion he was going to talk about it, Cam. When he came in here with his bike helmet on, (laughs) crying, and and tinsel, just covered in tinsel, I was going... Got a funny feeling he's going to go magpie <"Med laughs> yeah, yeah, with
3: zip ties poking out the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How funny that a oh. bird
1: will just go, oh yeah, you know what? A helmet, I can, I can master that. Zip ties,
3: yeah. freaking me out. You know the people who are really scared of the magpies, though? The ones oh, who pensioners. go to the trouble of putting the painting the eyes on the, eyes back, on the back of their helmet. Yeah. Ice cream buckets. Mm. That's anyway. what we
1: used to do when I was a kid. You used to get an ice, ice cream bucket. bucket.
2: Or put the sunnies on your back of your head. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Or,
1: or just carry a firearm in the yeah, 80s. just weapon weaponry. In the 80s, <laughs> just <laughs> shoot <laughs> the <laughs> thing
2: out of the sky. <laughs> <Carry> <laughs> Why not?
1: <laughs> Slug guns. Where do yes,
2: they go? Exactly. Why aren't we allowed to have BB guns <laughs> for our own protection in this country? <laughs> we should exactly. have
3: a carry war. That a is a slippery slope. Well, hang on a second. If we
1: just quickly examine the magpie, right? All right. Right. They're are a they, threat. Are they wearing a veil? <laughs> I mean, they oh, no, are. No,
3: but they are a threat to our society. Well, they... I'm just Pauline just... Hanson's going to walk into uh, the Senate dressed sheep. as a magpie next oh, I mean... week. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sorry. But the countries, uh, they've been tracking magpie attacks. It's, it started early. They've mm. already had over 372 attacks reported in Australia. Of... Wow, this Hang is on. out of control, guys. Temp, who, 59 injuries. Who is reporting a magpie attack? I and know.
1: Who do you... Who do you... What are you doing? You get attacked by a magpie and go, I better go online and find out who to report this to. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Well, I didn't not- know
2: there was a place to actually call. Because yeah, exactly. I could call up and go, a magpie attacked me and they would like, shut up, soft cock. Exactly. <laughs> Do you know should, what I mean? That's get, what it should get, say. <laughs> exactly. Get back
1: to us when, <laughs> when it's a coward
2: punch. Exactly. <laughs> then, yeah.
3: but it's not it's, a coward punch. No, you're going to, you're meant we're gonna to have, call your council. We're going to have
2: lock-in laws now for the day. You yeah. know, so we've got coward punching at night, <laughs> leaving us indoors. We're never going to get out of Australia. We're just going to be on. indoors the whole
3: time. But we've spoken about how you can protect yourself from um, magpie attacks, so i prepared yep. a little game for you guys. Oh, um, when animals attack.
1: Good start. I like that. I'm putting a good segue with the music there. Yeah. I'm a survivor. I like that. Yeah. Oh, you like that that's one. That's a you, good did, track.
3: you didn't like Justin Bieber it's, yesterday. No.
1: It's, yeah. I don't like all Justin right. Bieber. So
3: Beyonce. What I'm going to give you guys one at a time. I'm going to give you the animal, and you've yeah. got to tell me how you survive an attack. Oh. oh all yeah. right. Cool. So, we're going to start off. Uh, Cam as the yep. as the guest. You can kick off. Yep. Lion. Bazooka. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Hey, maybe, hey, maybe African hey. Let me, just put, no, let me just set some guidelines here. That would definitely weird. Okay. You are unarmed in all these scenarios, uh, okay? All right. Oh, okay. we are unarmed. unarmed. Okay. okay. Can I make a suggestion then? No, no, no. Yeah. Cam's got to tell me how oh, he's okay. going to survive lion. a lion attack. A lion attack.
2: How to survive a lion mm. attack. Also,
3: yeah, so you come across a lion. Yeah.
2: Climb a
1: tree. Hmm. Come on, why not? The lions winning say, on this cash. and you would dead. say I'd oh. say that you would get Robert Mugabe, or <laughs> if you don't, if you can't get hold of Robert Mugabe, get a poacher, or natural natural no. enemy yeah. of the lion.
2: <laughs> what about also? You know, the gods must be crazy. A, a coke bottle fell from the sky. Can I use that?
3: Ooh. You're still dying. It, it's an animal at this yeah. stage. You're what still about,
1: dying. Oh, I know chin rub.
3: <laughs> like. That's uh, a super chin rub. Feed
1: it,
2: my child.
3: <coughs> I think you're still dying. Why
2: does a human shield. <laughs> still
3: dying. Okay, what you're meant to do with line apparently is make direct eye contact. Oh yeah, that'll do and it. And don't break it. Don't break it. Slowly back away. Yeah. Never turn your back. Never run. Right. Yeah. That's, That's how you're meant to survive. Stare it
2: straight in the <laughs> eye and just back away slowly. slowly. Yep. Righto. That's what I do uh, when I'm in trouble at home. <laughs>
3: Don't break I can't don't break, I can't take we'll slowly. Right. Walk out, walk the, out door. the door to the pub. Okay. Merrick? Yes. How do you survive a bear? Okay. Well, first of all, uh, leave
1: the gay nightclub because <laughs> you <laughs> That's the best way. He's not going to follow you He wants to stay with his friends and have a few drinks And that's totally fine That's good Yes, true, okay, true. It's a Sydney bear just, you sure, know what? But... Just, I'm sure Most bears that I've met are incredibly polite Just say to him, I'm sorry, this is not my thing mm. um, I'm going to go And he goes, cool I'm just going to take my enormous beard Over to another guy Done Is that is that what you mean, Liam? I mean, it's Sydney. That's, that's the wrong one. You should say, you should specify Sydney Sorry, bear mm. or actual bear. I meant actual bear. Oh, okay.
3: Well, uh,
1: I would say that you curl up in a ball and just wait to be revenanted. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just lay there and just you go, are surely let a <laughs> a better option you, are, you are definitely dead. Uh, you should try to remain calm. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. And wish you had a bazooka. <laughs> Yep, no worries. <laughs> Slowly extend your, your arms to make yourself bigger. Oh, yeah. Speak to it in a low voice to identify yourself as human and shuffle gradually <laughs> away to show you're retreating. Hey, buddy,
2: hey, buddy, I'm human. <laughs> Again, I'm this- just going to do the shoe shuffle, hot shoe shuffle out of here, buddy. Do a bit of Billy Jean until you leave me alone. Yeah, Come I, on.
1: I think that's more serviceable towards a human man bear. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> just right. whisper just, into it just whisper hey, sweet nothing. Sorry, hey. buddy,
2: I'm not your type of thing. I'm <laughs> okay. not your I'm not a comfort food you'd enjoy. Cat? Yes, this mate. is not gonna your work. Your next out. one. I know you
3: desperately
1: yep. want to eat a part of me. But <laughs> okay.
3: This isn't both, bunnings and I'm not both, a hot dog. <laughs> you both died once. Yes. Here we go, cat. <laughs> mm-hmm. How do you survive a buffalo? Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay, I
2: saw it on. Yeah, so you just sort of stand. You do a little sort of yin-in like that. You hold your hands out like a hang-loose sign, like a ridgy ditch, like <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you just sort of stare it in the eye and you do the Mick Dundee. You just go... And that just sort of goes to sleep. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, you're dead. Oh, It was on Crocodile Duck D. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're dead. Are you telling me that film was not based on fact?
3: No, I'm not saying it wasn't based on fact. I'm just saying it wasn't 100% accurate. Okay. Apparently... Uh, Buffaloes, you're stuffed because they say to, uh, they give no warning at all. Uh, oh. You'll never outrun a buffalo nor survive them in combat. Your only option is to get a head start and climb a tree. Oh, again, sounds like me at home. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Cam, I want to talk about this
1: credit card expense. Can you come down out of get the out tree Get out of the place?
4: tree again, Cam. It's <laughs> <laughs> particularly
1: awkward if we live in an apartment.
3: All right, uh, yeah, we got I time for one more. Mets, here you go. Here we go. Elephant. And how do you avoid an elephant how attack? How do you avoid an elephant attack? They named a gun after it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you don't Sorry, have I'm hard. Hard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay. Oh, I'm going to give a very truncated answer here. Hey. Oh, very
2: nice. Very good. Good word. Thank you.
1: Um, I suggest that if you are about to be attacked by an elephant, you run to the side. You kind of like, you know what I mean? It's just you run deliberately, not away from them,
3: To the side of them. Yeah, you're dead. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, they they say you should stand your ground and pretend to be brave. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that worked.
2: This whole thing about not showing fear and pretending.
3: What are we? We're not.
2: Come on. This isn't a test of our manliness here. We're not part of some tribe being sent out into the wilderness to stand there. We're not warriors. Yeah.
1: I'll tell you what
2: to do. Pretend to be brave. The the elephant's like, oh, no, fair call, mate. No. (laughs) No, you gave it a bloody good effort. And because of that, I'll, I won't tusk I'm, you.
1: I admire the way you've stood me down there like that. You,
4: you and know, you didn't made run off contact. sideways.
2: Had you run off sideways yeah. like a pussy, yeah. I would have whacked you with my
1: trunk. Yeah. But you know what? You've shown a bit of integrity.
4: Yeah. there. You've shown a bit of fire. Full I credit.
1: That. The other thing, too, is if you really want to scare off uh, an elephant, or particularly a bull elephant like that, just tell them that you're one of the Trump sons. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I mean, they're costly <laughs> as you. I am I'm Trump. A Trump. I'm Trump. Oh. I'm a Trump. <"Rah!"> Cam Knight, good to see you, mate. Thanks, mate. Go and see Cam Knight performing comedy this Friday at the Comedy Store. Here comes the money. Sorry, Here I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary,
3: here's a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Mark Boris. Every single day in Australia, people are busting their guts and starting and running their own businesses. It's a big deal. 60% of Australians are hired by small to medium-sized business owners. These guys are doing their bit, buying stock, hiring people, and paying their taxes. So what is it like to start your own business? How do you go from just running a business on the side after work to owning something much bigger? How do you make it your future? Join me on The Mentor, a weekly show on Podcast One where I speak to Aussie business owners who are working through just that. I find out what makes them tick. I help them work out their next steps for their growth and for their future. The Mentor, with Mark Burris. Listen now at podcast1.com.au or download the Podcast One app.
1: Well, Kim Jong-un, the peanut, has been added again. <laughs> what? He's a total dickhead, that guy. He no, really is.
3: <coughs> calling someone a peanut is one of the funniest insults that you can it deliver. Is. It, particularly
1: when he's got nuclear
3: weapons and I die. Calling him anyway. a muppet or a peanut. Oh, I think mean, just is. sums people up.
1: He's a peanut. Anyway, uh, it's about 7am our time this morning. Uh, Kim Jong-un and his half-wit mates... Uh, fired a missile out over the Sea of Japan, but it actually crossed over Japanese territory, literally over the island of Hokkaido, which is the northern island there. Now, that sent off warning alarms at uh, in Japan, as you'd imagine. People were literally told to duck and cover. And uh, Shinzo Abe, who's the Japanese Prime Minister, uh, and I quite said, a most serious and grave ever threat to the country. This sort of stuff, We know that he's he's an idiot and he likes to rattle the sabre a little bit, but this stuff can actually trigger really serious consequences. So I've invited back on the air, as I always do when we need to talk about these things, uh, a great author of the book. uh, He was on the show last week talking about the Smack Track, which I have absolutely smashed. That is a great book. Go out there and get there. Uh, But he's a defense expert and he joins me back on the line again for about the 100th millionth time to talk about this. (laughs) Ian McFedrin, great to have you on the show, mate.
4: Good day, Merrick. How are you?
1: Very good. Uh genuinely, the Smack Track, bloody awesome book. Have loved it.
4: Oh, that's terrific, mate. I'm very glad to hear that. I'm I'm glad for your feedback. It's uh yeah, it's an interesting tale, I think. I hope people, people will appreciate it. Sadly,
1: it's made me a little bit uh heroin and hashish curious after all the stories. <laughs> but uh mate, yeah. listen, let's talk about what's going on here. We saw that this this test, this firing of a missile over uh Japanese territory. And kind of in an international law sense, what does this mean? Ian? Because I mean, you can't just go and fire test firing missiles over other people's sovereign territory.
4: No, no, you can't. And um, I think the you know, uh, it, you you really want to think that this was a mistake that they were actually aiming somewhere else and it went the wrong way. But you know, this guy is so, as you said, so crazy, and so he's really upping the brinkmanship, and you just can't go around. You know, there could have been any sort of consequences from this. Okay, it's not going to be carrying a nuclear warhead as far as we know, but, you know, this thing could have landed on a town or a city mm. or, you know, it up or any sort of consequences, and it's really very, very dangerous, and um, this is taking things really to a very, very provocative and dangerous part of the of the situation, and um, it's not good, mate.
1: Now, and correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is that uh, since the Second World War... Japan has got a policy of defence and a, a, non-aggressional, uh, a non-aggression aggressional a non treaty with, uh, I suppose, NATO and everybody else, which means that they can't actually attack anyone. But having said that, if they are attacked, they have the right to respond, as every other nation does. Now, they've got quite a significant armed forces too, the, the Japanese. Not many people really know about it. They've got a huge navy, and they've got quite yeah. sophisticated defences.
4: That's if, true.
1: If a bit of that rocket had... Uh, broken up, as you say, over Hokkaido and uh, there was a consequences where it hit a villager and like that. Is that enough to trigger the Japanese to respond in a military sense?
4: I would have thought so. And I would have thought, you know, I know the first thing that Abe, the Japanese Prime Minister, did was call Trump because, you know, the, the Trump, the Japanese are unlikely to do anything without the green light from, uh, from Washington, even though they're within their rights to do whatever they have to do to defend their own. Sovereign territory, of course, but you know it's what Washington does, it's what Trump does. That really is the the important thing here, because you know the Japanese could respond and they could um, cause some damage to North Korea, but at the end of the day, you know they wouldn't be able to to do uh, to to do the ultimate job, which is what something the Americans would have to do. Now, mm. it's really all this stuff. Talking about this stuff makes me nervous because you know you can't imagine. I mean, I notice that Donald, Donald Trump hasn't tweeted anything about that's, any of this yet, which makes exactly me really right. nervous. Well, that's uh, you said that
1: earlier, Ian, the fact that we haven't heard from Donald Trump, such a prolific tweeter, the fact that he's going dark, as it were, is a, a bit of a concern because you know, it, like I say, if you look for a black hole, you don't look for what's there; you look for what's not there, and he's not currently online.
4: Mm, no, that's right, and I, you know, have the generals got him in the bunker? Is he, is he, you know, making some big decisions in Washington uh, about what how to respond to this particular act? I don't know. Um, but um, all I know is that um, North Korea just needs to cease and desist, because um, you know this is one step away from total disaster. And uh, you know this sort of nonsense, even though even if it is just brinkmanship, it it, it can end in disaster if something goes wrong. And um, you know this guy, if he sends one of these over towards Guam now, mm. then that'll be the end of it. But, you know, uh, uh, Trump will have no choice but to respond.
1: Yeah, it's it's very very dangerous. What about the fact that I mean China? surely are they in a position now where they can I know that they've put in trade sanctions but is it literally the point where America might go to China and say look I'm, I'm afraid you're going to have to green light us on this guy because if we don't stop him it's going to be yeah. cataclysmic do you think it will get to that point where they will essentially even if it's just um, it's through a tacit agreement with America that they will allow a strike?
4: Well that's possible I mean you know the Americans and the Chinese are talking I think um, Trump and um, you know the Chinese Premier were quite uh, have become quite close. They had pretty successful talks in Washington earlier in the year, and you know it wouldn't surprise me if if Washington wasn't on the phone to to Beijing at the moment, saying, "Well, listen, we're going to have to respond to this guy if he does anything really stupid. So uh, what uh, you might just have to get out of the way." And uh, let us deal with it. I don't think Beijing would want to particularly get involved. I mean, mm. you know, be, it would be unlikely. But you know, it's it's really interesting because we have a naval task group that's heading up that way in the next few weeks into the South China Sea. And I know there's a few nervous um, navy captains around at the moment, hoping that um, that uh, Kim Jong Un doesn't play bad. Mm. Yeah, look, because we could get involved as well, and that would be really, really
1: terrible. Yeah, look, here's the thing. It's just, if this kicks off, it's going to be either very, very dealt with very, very quickly by the Americans with an absolute sledgehammer, or it's going to be a very, very messy affair. Hopefully it doesn't turn into, you know, the last thing anybody wants to see is a ground war. But,
4: oh, um, yeah, no, that would be, that'd be shocking. I mean, that would be millions of casualties, and it would just be awful. So yep. I just, you know, at the end of the day, no one really knows the answer here because we're in sort of new territory. We're in completely uncharted waters, so I just hope that um, crazy old Kim can pull his head in.
1: Well, I think that's what we're all hoping for, because otherwise otherwise it could be very, very dire. Crazy old
3: Kim makes him sound like a drunk uncle.
1: Well, it could be better if it was crazy old Kim the bloody peanut. That would be much, (laughs) much better, because he is a bloody peanut. Ian McFedrin, you're a terrific bloke, and I always appreciate you taking the time to have a chat to me on the show. Uh, You can go out and get uh, Ian's new book, The Smack Track, uh, which is in all good bookstores now. Thanks very much for your time, Ian.
4: Thanks, Merrick. See you, mate.
1: Cheers. Now Sydney, I want to change tack because I I always get really concerned, as everyone does, and I think people now, Liam, are starting to feel like, oh, hang on, this really could mm. actually kick off because you can't fire
3: a missile. I'm worried because you come in every day and update me on what's happened and make me anxious about what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, I know, and I do it to myself. I talk myself into this spiral, so I'm going to try and talk myself out of this spiral. All right, okay. I want to open up the phones because this is a bit weird. It does. This is something I think about in my crazy little mind: is if I only had three hours. To go, because that's about how long it would take before we would know from the point of knowing that we're we're going to
3: get whacked to the point by a nuclear of, weapon. Yeah, right. Okay. To the Three point, hours.
1: Yeah, about. Say, let's say three. Sure. Let's round it off to about three. Right. You got three hours. You hear the news? Bad times are coming. We're all gonna. Uh, it's gonna. It's gonna get nuclear. Yeah. What do you do for three hours? What do you do, Lee? You got three hours in Sydney, and I want to kick this off. I know this is—it's okay. Pretty, so i got to be—it's a pretty flippant way to deal
3: with yeah. what's going on, but this is a pretty flippant show. <laughs> let's yeah, let's be honest. In, t- in fact, I'm a flippant idiot. If we started doing hard hitting stuff on this, people would tune on. No, so I talk when I do hard. When I do oh, hard topics, when I really dig into something, I'm yeah. talking about a statue <laughs> or, a, or a traffic snarl. All right, uh, three hours. Uh, look, I'd want to be outside. Uh, I'd want to have my. Um, my 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 wife and my mates with me not quite enough to get i and i'd want to be doing something not quite enough to get in a full round of golf i'd head to the Moor park driving range oh yeah because not only can you smash golf balls mm. Have some drinks. Yeah, yeah. They've also got a massive TV screen set up there. Yeah, yeah. So you can watch the end of the world as it comes. See, here's a good thing, right? You go to Panthers.
1: You go to Golf there. Oh, yeah. Maybe the warhead's not that good. So you watch everybody in the eastern suburbs lose their real estate value whilst you're <laughs> kicking back, <laughs> swinging a few, and swinging a few
3: down. Yeah, So, so you yeah, just go, oh, okay. it's actually
1: not as big as it was expected to be. Well, but, oh, God, I wouldn't
3: want to be owning real estate in yeah. Bondi right now. What about you? what well, you Last three hours in Three Sydney. hours.
1: Well, unlike you, Liam, I would try to protect my family as opposed to take them with me. Mm. So I would put them in a bunker that I'm currently building. That's right. Turn the old dungeon into a bunker. Uh, No, I mean nothing. (laughs) No, I would want to spend it with my family as I think everybody would, but I would take them to the Wayward Brewery because I'm in love with that place. (laughs) That was an exceptional week. Was it last weekend? The weekend yeah, before? Yeah, two, That was a exce- weekend and a half ago. You know what? The memories they just have clearly lasted with me. I'd take them to the Waywood Brewery, yeah, the pub, and
3: have yeah, just drink myself right
1: into yeah. an apocalypse.
3: That wouldn't take three so hours. So even
1: if even if it turned out to be a false alarm, I just go, I've gone too far anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's good that my family are going to survive, but I'm knackered. This is this, yeah, this a, liver. This liver may a, as well have been about here by an a hour scum. and a half
3: into that session. You'd be praying for the end of the world anyway. Yeah. Georgie would.
1: Hour and a half. Okay, this is going too quick. One triple three five three. Let's just play just for fun. Let's just lighten it up a little bit. Sydney, you're in Sydney. You got three hours till the apocalypse. Where do you spend those three hours? You've said play out of the yeah. golf range. Get creative. Get That's specific. Good. Yeah, yeah. Specific areas, specific activities. What would you do three hours to live in Sydney? Where would you be? Taking your calls one triple three five three. Where would you spend the final hours? The final, let's just say three hours mm. talking about if there was a nuclear apocalypse, which sadly uh, we're on the brink of. Um, well, that's probably a little bit overcooking it, but things are not looking great with North Korea. And if you only had three hours left in Sydney. Where would you go? What would you do? Just trying to add a slightly light point to the most horrific of circumstances imaginable.
3: I've said I'd take mine to the driving range, have a few drinks, watch some TV at the (laughs) Park driving range. You've said you'd take yours to the pub.
1: Yep. Yep. And here's the great thing. (laughs) You never have to worry about a designated
3: driver there. Ah, that's a good
1: point. Just go, everyone can have drinks. Let's go, oh, but who's going to drive home? No one.
3: It's the one time. No one's driving
1: home. <laughs> no one's even walking out of here. The no bar- one is leaving. The it's bartenders ended.
3: are actually tearing up their RSA cards. Yeah. They're
1: just <laughs> Mary, you haven't had enough, but I'm blind. Have another one, little Aussie. Go and get it in you. All right, I've got Gavin on the Central Coast. Hello, Gav. G'day, legend. How are you, mate? What would you do if you only had three oh, hours left my. to go? What would you do? I
0: think I'd think I head to the top of the Harbour Bridge with um, family and friends and a uh, FB full of
1: cold cans. out. Mate, you know what? That, that is that, a good idea. Guys. That's the first time. get
0: right there, isn't
1: it? It's the first time a fireworks spectacle in Sydney hasn't cost the taxpayers any money. <laughs> Clover Moore is already out taking credit for it. Like, there's literally seconds to go before the blast. He goes, I organised this.
3: <laughs> Gav's hung, Gav up. hung up on me. <laughs> big, big, there, big Clover Moore fan. Yeah. Okay, I've
1: got Daniel and Jermoyne. Hello, Dan. How you going, gentlemen? Very good, mate. If you had three hours to go in Sydney, what would you do?
0: Mate, what would you do? Just pack up the wife and kids, put them in the car, take the e-tag off and do a happy laps of the new section of the M4. <laughs> Bang!
1: <laughs> Bang! <laughs> Absolutely, just rack it up on the M4, I and mean, when I say rack it up, I mean the
3: tolls, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or anything else. You're like, I don't care. Who cares? It's three hours to go, Daniel. No one's oh. going to press charges. Doesn't that doesn't that say so much about Sydney at the moment? That yeah. even at the end of the world, people like Daniel are looking at finding ways to stick it to the government over tolls.
1: Oh, but Dan, what about this? Right, just think about this for a second. Nuclear apocalypse is coming. A whole bunch of people are stuck in the M5 tunnel. The bomb hits. They're the only ones that survive the irony, the irony. Thank okay, you. It's, 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 you're welcome, Dan.
3: I one. feel like our callers have got their outs sorted out.
1: Dan on the Central Coast. Hello, mate. Hey, how you going? Very good indeed. What would you do? There's three hours to go before the nuclear apocalypse in Sydney. Where do you go? Mate, is
0: there anything better than a bottle of Bundy, bag of ice Shelly Beach?
1: Oh, uh, what are you, are you just having that bottle of Bundy on your own? Yeah, I mean, uh, you're not mixing it or anything like that, or is it just straight?
3: Bundy and ice, Bundy and ice, Bundy and ice. Jesus that Christ. is that, how are you alive to see the apocalypse? sense <laughs> gonna survive it, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: mate. After a bottle of Bundy on ice, you're likely to punch the missiles <laughs> that arrives.
3: <laughs> Dan and Keith Richards are going to be the only blokes left standing after the missile
1: <laughs> Who drinks Bundy so nice. on ice? <laughs> oh, maybe he means he's going to drink Bundy, but he's going to be... <laughs> no. Okay,
3: no, no.
1: no. That was a ridiculous. <laughs> it's not oh. Okay, Ian, hello, mate. G'day, boys. How you going? Good, Good mate. Yeah. Great to speak to you again. What would you do? you got three hours to go in Sydney. It's about to get the hottest place on earth. Where would you go? Mate, I
0: would probably strip down to my birthday suit. Feel a motorbike find a nice open road and hit that thing flat knackers until the
1: bomb hits that's not a bad idea i mean check out it like feeling
0: the wind in all
1: your hair yeah. <laughs> 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 i'll say that that's yeah. definitely defcon 5 though yeah, no yeah, doubt about yeah. that once you see ian on a motorcycle with no pants and he's go oh god i think the apocalypse is coming <laughs> Now, to talk about well, the problems of the world, we've just ticked <laughs> off the issue with North Korea. Yeah. Done. Put that in the outbox.
3: Now, bear in mind, you have just said what a great guy Dan Sultan is and what a mm. great job he did last night on mm. Q&A discussing mm. the Australia Day, uh, Australia debate. Day date debate. Yes. Now, what yes. are
1: we talking about, Mez? We're going to talk about urinals. Oh, good. And toilet etiquette. Yeah. Dealing As with the important. Big, dealing with the big issues. So there was a thing that popped up on Reddit uh, asking people about whether or not you should stand On the urinal grates, you know, when you go into a men's room Mm. uh, or some very suspect ladies' rooms, um, and you go in there (laughs) and there's the grate that leads up to the wall. Are you meant to stand on that grate or are you meant to stand back from the grate? What's it there for? What's the etiquette? Now, this was actually like a fed income question. We said we should literally take this to the people. We see have. what you think. Yep. We've chucked
3: it up on the Facebook page today, mate. It's, it's gone nuts. It, it actually has. It's the most it's engaged thing we've put up in... Qua- oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank people it. are uh, uh, wetting <laughs> themselves over it. It's a great... Oh, well, it's a great topic. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the Some people have gone nuts over it. Someone commented mm. on that. Well done. Yep, yep. Uh, but there has been a lot of responses. Renee uh, commented that even though I'm a female, I'm... I swear you're never meant to stand on the grate because you'll piss on your feet. Mm. So Renee really finding the tone of the show there. Yeah, yeah. One, um, a couple of my favourites I've got to share with you. Daniel yep. Thompson, Damn. heels on the floor, feet on the grate, forehead on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> How good that is, is the correct stance How good
1: is it As a man You get to that stage In your life Where you have to put One hand out in front of you To take a wee <laughs> I'm at that age
3: I do that now at home I always have to put A hand on the wall Just like so Alright okay Let's just get some steadiness Into this And Robert Wilmshurst Thought the great Was to stop you Stealing uh But uh, you know, so yeah, because everyone, more about everyone wants to take those home, mate. Where do you stand on this, Mez? What's the urinal grate debate? Okay. So I actually do a little bit half and half, mm.
1: right? I go heels on the tiles, oh, okay. and then toes on the grate, because you are meant, you are actually meant to stand on the grate. But a lot of the time, the grate is too short, and you get splashback. So what I do is I just put a little bit of a toe there, which is the non-conviction mm. to the event of urinating whilst on the grate. So, so I'm technically in the right.
3: So on those ones where it's a raised step, you're, you're adopting the diver stance, which is yeah, the yeah, yeah. toes as though you're ready yeah, yeah. to perform a half double tuck. Yeah, well, well, at least a, a bit more than a half
1: tuck, mate. Otherwise, you don't need to tuck. Well, otherwise I'm going to walk out and I'm going to be arrested. If I only do a half tuck, I do a full tuck. I'm not an animal. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think, yeah, with a grate, I reckon you, you are meant to stand on it, but depends. If it's one of those really big, wide grates, stand on the whole thing, mm. go in there, go mm. deep. But if it's just a little, little one, then no good. Where do you stand? Which, okay, let's, uh,
3: let's we're opening it up here. Okay, let's, get, let's if, get. If you've got thoughts on the on the urinal grade debate, one two etiquette. three five three, give us a call. Toilet
1: etiquette, ladies. Oh, you more can get, broadly, yeah, t- ladies, you can totally get involved in this as well. Because I just want to bring up two things, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to use specifically bathrooms here at Triple M as an yep. example. First of all, just recently, we've had winged keels. Mm. They've this come in. So we had three little urinal pots, yep. right? So no great, a urinal pot, three of those. Yep. And then we came into work, I think it was last Monday, and surprise, surprise, all of a sudden, there's these little walls there's that mm. have been put in there. So that begs the question, was it a splashback issue or yep. was it a pee-pee issue? And when I say pee-pee, I mean like p- with yeah. your eyes peeping. Yeah, yeah. So what is it? It, makes, it makes
3: me think the complaints about you, they finally acted upon Don't it. say that, mate. <laughs>
1: Don't say that. That is not on. No, I'm not copying that.
3: I'm not copying that. <laughs> no, look, it might just be a case of, you know, making it. Uh, maybe there were some people in the office who uncomfortable. were uncomfortable. uncomfortable, And now these Somebody had to have said something.
1: i are more comfortable. Because nobody just says in a workplace, let's just put some dividers you know, in. <laughs> oh, what are we doing? What are we doing on the weekend, Gary? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I reckon we should go into yeah. work and put in some dividers. Yeah. Well, no one ever saw these workmen come in and do that. I present are yeah. workmen.
3: Now, the, the you mentioned further to that in yep. our in our bathrooms here, in yes. the male bathrooms here, there are three three cubicles. Interesting number. Three
1: card Monty. Because All right. <laughs> three card three Monty. Card I call. Something. Right. Okay. So here is the thing: if somebody goes into the far left cubicle, yep. and then a second person comes in, you are obligated to go to the far, far right. right cubicle. Correct. You do not take centre. No. You don't... Double, like if you go to a car space, right, like in a car park, you get the Woolies and there's a whole heap of car spaces yep. and then there's one Mazda, you don't go park next to the <laughs> Mazda. Leave the Mazda alone. Because what if you accidentally touch doors? You don't yeah. need to do that. You've yeah. got all
3: the space in the world. Exactly. It's like when in, in the airport, in the Sydney airport, there's uh, lots of bathrooms there and they've got quite a, a long wall of urinals. Yes, the individual. yes. If someone... If they're all empty, there is no need to stand within two urinals no. of another person. No, give space. Give it space. It never hurts to give space.
1: I don't know whether or not ladies have that same predicament We'd with the three cubicle, to know what three card monty thing yeah. with the three cubicles. But I imagine that they would. Ladies, men. I'm happy to hear from anyone about this. Very interesting. Toilet etiquette. One triple three five three. What are your tips? What are your rules? What agitates
3: you? I want to know. Oh, quickly before we go. Yep. No phone calls. If you go into a cubicle, don't bring your phone call don't into take the cubicle. Phone. Do not...
1: I just, you know what? I heard a bloke... I just went in for, a, for a, a number one. I heard a bloke in number twos, right? Having number twos on the phone, doing a deal.
3: Nah. Like, he's don't, doing, You don't he's close deals. He's
1: doing it a business arrangement. He's going, mate, do one type of business at a time. You don't close
3: deals don't where you do, break the seals. No. That's it. Yeah. just go,
1: and... Oh, good. Okay, well, I'll send you a heads of agreement letter. Just, oh, sorry. Flush. Sorry. No. My triple three five three toilet etiquette discuss taking on the big issues like no other show is prepared to do. Urinal etiquette, that's right, that's what we're doing. <laughs> we just saw the problems of nuclear war a few minutes ago. Bang, straight on. The next thing is why stopping people from weighing on their shoes. we
3: got started because someone on Sydney Reddit posted, and it's up on our Facebook yep. page now, so you can have your say there. Merrickville FM. This is uh, what's the grate for? You meant to stand on the grate at the urinal. Yep. So, am I supposed to step onto the grate, or
1: is it like taking your pants all the way down? Was the question. <laughs> No, taking your your pants all the way down is something you do until the age of about seven or eight, or unless you are absolutely stupid. Isn't it confronting
3: weird. when you walk in and see a full grown adult? It. I've done it. I've done standing. it. I've
1: done it in front of my mates for laughs, and I've had a few. Seriously, you go. Actually, you know what? Try this because it's very funny. If you go to the pub with your mates and you've had a few, and you, you want to, and somebody goes, "Oh, I'm going to go take a whiz as well." Just do it. Just go absolutely pants down your ankles. It freaks them out. It's really funny. And then you realise you're weighing on your own underpants and then you just go, why am I doing this? Because I'm a child. Let's move on. Toilet etiquette. Let's let's go from one grubby thing to the next. Robert in Winston Hills. Hello, Rob. How are you going? All right, mate. Toilet etiquette. Far away. What are your principles? What are your rules? Uh, just, quickly, just
0: quickly, I stand as far back from that stuff as possible simply because if you wear your shoes in the house, you're just taking a... Yeah. Yeah. Big yep. pot of germs back yep. into your home. 100%. And uh, yeah, it makes it look like you've got anaconda there, but obviously you may well not.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah, that's me. I can't afford to stand that <laughs> yeah, far back yeah. from the wall, Rob. So,
0: so definitely uh, not bringing other people's urine into my home is uh, yep. definitely
1: key. So stand off the grate, is what you are saying? Not even. Uh, stand not... off the grate, right. watch the puddles, and yep. just uh, play it safe. Thank you, Robert. Robert, we ungrateful. Go. Yeah. Oh. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we've got Mark in uh, Harrington Grove. Hello, mate. Hey, Elman. Okay, what's the story? What's the, the etiquette for the uh, for yeah. men's bathrooms? Yeah, look, I'm a plumber by trade, and you're actually meant to stand on the grate. Yeah. Oh, um, definitive.
0: It's, uh, yeah, well, it's the other fellow was just saying he doesn't want to stand on it and bring urine back home. Well, the problem is, if you don't have the grate and you don't have it's so like you're not meant to stand with your toes dangling over, but you're meant to stand with the ball of your foot on the grate. That's So not- like When you're at home sitting in the toilet, mm-hmm. um, Stand, you stand up to the top bowl. You don't stand back and try and aim at it. Mm-hmm. Because no. as it comes to the end, there's a dribble, and that will end up on the floor. Yeah. The whole but- idea of the grate, the grate takes the dribble. You don't end up with tea all over the tiles and be slipping over. And, yeah, you
2: know, he's talking. He's going to be walking all year on inside <laughs> the house than the
1: guy on the grate. Okay, so Mark, you are a plumber, right? So this is your caper. You know what you're doing, right? And I said earlier that I stand with just my toes, just over the grate, but I kept my heels on the tile. So I'm technically, I'm stands. doing it right, aren't, am I? Amazingly enough, Merrick, at times you stun me with your
0: intelligence.
1: Yeah. No, 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 it's just, <laughs> it's just the first time I've ever done anything correct using my doodle, that's all. Yeah, look,
0: mate, most people will tell you not to stand on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Uh, look, why do you have the grade if it's not there to stand on? Yeah.
3: Mark, you're a legend. Thank Definitive. You, thank you. I for reckon we in. should rush that uh, bit of audio to Sasha so she can put it in the oh, uh, six o'clock news. It. If
1: this <laughs> is on the news right next to what's going on in Korea, <laughs> I will be very surprised. Bradley, hello, mate. Again,
0: yeah, mate. Um, my question is, what's the leg spacing uh, required for standing on the urinal? Is there anything worse than getting your own urine? On the
1: inside of your leg is someone else's urine. On the outside of your leg. Oh. Okay, I've got an answer Maybe to this. Maybe that's Bradley. why the dividers are here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's my answer to that. Right, when, particularly when you're at the wall, the spacing you're talking about having, because there's nothing worse than like, if, particularly if you're at the footy and it's you know it's half time, mm. you go in there, you got to take a quick whiz, and you get bumped on the shoulders yeah. and stuff like that. I like to imagine that. Uh, the person, you and the person next to you, has an additional arm. So that's like two arms. That in, as the, as well,
3: the, that's why we've got the, because you were looking. You know two shoulders. So you've got oh, an extra
1: shoulder an extra width shoulder. The part An don't, extra shoulder don't width apart. Don't part. envisage
3: people with an extra arm. No, in or no, or
1: no, no. not <laughs> <laughs> if like that extra arm's holding an apple. No. <laughs> All right.
3: I'm okay. sorry, Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bradley. I don't know if that. <laughs> oh, no, no.
1: that didn't That shouldn't have gone away. Hello, Michael and Cronulla. Hello, lads. How are you going? Very good indeed. All right, toilet <laughs> etiquette.
0: Oh, it's a different tangent that you bikes normally go down. But uh, toilet paper, mm-hmm. I, I'm always at the mystery of that when you walk in and it's empty, is the person before you just managed to use that last sheet perfectly to finish the job? Oh. Or do they just get to the stage where they go, enough's enough, I'm out of here?
1: Oh, that's a very that's a very good question, Michael. Because that's a very very interesting question. Because you're talking about the etiquette of whether or not you should change over the roll or, or the packet. Yeah.
4: Correct.
3: Yep. So
1: if you're last to use it, see if you're at home, we know that if you are the if you're the last person to use the last sheet, you have to then replace the roll because otherwise your missus will give you a hard time. Even though when she does it, it's okay. Are you
3: inviting Michael around to your place? No, to use your you don't
1: confuse things. But in a public arena, what do you care? It's not your problem anymore. Yeah, but they,
0: they use the last sheet, but have they finished wiping their backs off perfectly? That's the other question.
1: Oh no, that's I can't I can't possibly answer that. Question. <laughs> do they just Do
0: they just run out
4: of toilet paper and no, no, just
1: no. give up? No, no, we've, I've definitely given up on this, Michael. I'm out. I'm go, I'm coming back tomorrow. Bye.
0: Thank you for visiting Merrickville and be a Merrickville. Uh, Merrickvilleite, Merrick. Join us on Facebook or Twitter at Merrickville FM 104.9 Triple M.